It's time to meet the Aquasox with Pat Dillon and Steve Willis. Our guest on the pregame show, Aquasox pitching coach Matt Pierpont, first season with the Frogs, nine seasons as a right-handed pitcher at the Division I level, minor league baseball, the Dominican Winter League, uh, reached AAA with the Rockies back in 2019. So here we are at the halfway point in the season, and, and so far, how much have you enjoyed your job? I've enjoyed it a ton. The uh, we got a great staff here from coaching perspective, guys that we like to, you know, I love to be around, but um, the pitching staff has just been been a lot of fun, which makes it easy to come to work every day. They're great to work with, and the talent, you know, kind of speaks for itself. So it's been it's been a blast so far. Well, we saw a terrific pitching exhibition last night on both sides. Juan Mercedes, uh, uh, what can you say? He just continues to impress. And, and how much has he grown this year? Yeah, he's been he's been impressive. I mean, he's one of the guys that in our organization he's talked about a lot. Um, even just as a as a human being, he's a he's a stellar person. Um, but he just keeps getting better. Um, keeps opening up doors for himself. And when he came here about a month ago, I guess um, first time I've really gotten to see him pitch and was impressed from from the get go. But he just continues to to make strides and get better each and every time. So um, he's been he's been lights out for for about a month now it's been it's been great i think it's something like 22 consecutive scoreless innings and he hasn't given up a run since before the no hitter so that it's just been fun to watch so i believe now it's 18 pitchers on the staff and with their different roles and and their pitch limits uh, how much of a challenge is it for you to manage all the workloads yeah um obviously with the having six starters or excuse me having five starters originally they get scheduled out, and then, you know, when we have a ton of guys in the pen at the start of every week, it's just trying to map out and make sure that everybody's getting their innings, and it's been a little bit of a challenge the past week. We've had a couple guys get hit with some liners and some, some short appearances, but the bullpen's really stepped up and um, threw the ball really, really well. So um, it's just about making sure we're covered for the week, but also making sure guys are getting enough enough innings. So it's, it's been a challenge with that many guys. Visiting with Matt Pierpont, Aqua Sox pitching coach. So Perlander Baroa gets the start here tonight. He's been a nice addition to the staff, certainly acquired in the trade with San Francisco. How valuable has he been to your staff? Oh, man. He's, uh, I mean, the stuff is electric. We saw it from his, from his first outing. It wasn't, didn't go as as we planned, but um, just seeing the stuff right away, he, he brings brings the whole staff to another level. Um, and he's he's really, he's getting better every, every outing. He's adding a changeup and... Um, yeah, he's been he's been a lot of fun. Just keeps keeps getting better and better. So we'll see we'll see where he ends up the rest of the year. Uh, at the beginning of the season, Isaiah Campbell was your number one guy. Had a little uh, elbow uh, uh, situation, but he's back and better than ever. And he's done a fine job late in games for you. Uh, is that going to be his role the rest of the year? Yeah. So uh, the the plan after some elbow issues was just to manage the volume. Uh, the best way to do that was to was to put him in the bullpen and and allow his you know top level stuff to come out. Um, him having to manage a workload of you know five six innings was was difficult on the elbow, um, and we knew that if we could get him into the proper role, we could really show how good he is. And um, he's been electric coming out of the bullpen. It's he's an awesome awesome person, but um, he's just so reliable. You know what you're going to get, and I've been blown away at how good his stuff has been since he's come out of the bullpen. So it's been great. 
final moments with Matt Pierpont. So you finished up your career not that long ago, in, back in 2019 in, in AAA. Take us through the process of how you wound up being a pitching coach. Yeah, um, so last time actually playing was 19. I signed back with the Rockies in 2020, went to spring training, and um, obviously with COVID got sent home. Um, didn't go to the alternate site, but asked to stay ready that whole summer. So I kind of took a toll on my mind and body, you know, training that whole season went into 2021 thinking I was going to play and just kind of lost the uh, lost the fire and the love for that and got a call from Trent Blank our big league bullpen coach who I played with in 2014 um, asking to interview for a job and kind of right at the right time where I was thinking of stepping away and needed some experience interviewing didn't know that this is what I wanted to do um, and ended up getting a player coach position last year just to get my feet wet and learn and loved all the people in the organization loved what we're doing here learned a ton um, and it just worked out with um, Rob leaving to, to go to the Padres that I was able to step in and, and get a role here so it's been it's been a lot of fun. All right, game five of the six-game series, Aqua Sox, and your former club, the Tri-City Dust Devils. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for being our guest. Yep, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's Aqua Sox pitching coach Matt Pierpont. We'll have more right after this. Our guest of the pregame show, Aqua Sox infielder James Parker from Anderson, South Carolina. Eighth rounder by Seattle last year and uh, earlier this season had the eight-game hitting streak. Five multi-hit games now in the month of June. You're playing multiple positions. More on that later. Big three-run home run on Tuesday. Uh, congratulations so far. How do you think things are going? Thank you. Yeah, they're going great. You know, just first full season, so just trying to get used to um, playing every day. Um, but it's been well. Um, felt like I've been able to kind of get a routine going um, that's been you know, a big part of, you know, playing every day. I feel like it's getting a routine to keep you keep you uh, normal throughout the whole year. So, But it's been going well. I've been enjoying it, having fun. And how comfortable are you at the plate right now? Well, I'm feeling good. You know, I've made a couple adjustments. Um, finally, you know, getting my shoulder back healthy from the beginning of the year. Had a little hiccup. But uh, other than that, feeling good and just trying to kind of stay committed. A little over a year ago, you were playing at Clemson University and now at the Class A advanced level in minor league baseball. Uh, how much of an adjustment has it been? It's definitely been an adjustment. I mean, you see a lot of, um, you know, all your starters are pretty much Friday or Saturday guys, so uh, that's a big adjustment. You, you got a lot more velo here, so there, there's definitely an adjustment. A lot better pitchers here, but I think it's fun. It's you know to compete like that every day. You got you know good pitchers, so it's definitely keeps you on the edge of your seat, kind of you know playing every day. And with that in mind, how much did your college experience help you and prepare you to become a pro? I think it was big uh, playing against, you know, the arms in ACC was a big deal. Um, a lot of good teams we faced. So that was that was a big deal of getting me ready, especially junior year. Um, you know, that, that ACC was really had a lot of bunch of talent. So, and then the coaches at Clemson did, a, you know, more than a fantastic job of getting me ready to kind of battle and compete every day. Our guest is Aqua Sox infielder James Parker. You might be the only player in the league this year that has played all four infield positions, and we know you're a shortstop by trade, but uh, so far, how much have you enjoyed that? Oh, I love it, honestly. Um, it's it's super fun to jump around. It keeps it interesting. You know, I've never really played first. I think maybe I played a little bit in coach's pitch, but uh, it's something that it's fun to learn. You know, it keeps it interesting to bounce over there, but, um, I, you know, I love it. It it's, keeps me, you know, intrigued and something to work on every day, so. James Parker is our guest, so fun to find out that your dad also uh, played at Clemson, and we saw he uh, uh, pitched the minor leagues uh, for the Cubs organization. Uh, uh, of course, I think it goes without saying, but how much has your dad helped you along the way? Uh, I mean, a ton, um, and I would say 
you know, growing up, he taught me the game, but more so in the past, you know, four or five years, just the mental side of it, um, just understanding that you're going to have good games, you're going to have bad games. Um, but he's just, you know, he's a guy I go to to talk when I need to talk about anything, and he's just always there. Uh, but it's just good to know, you know, he knows what, what I have to do every day, and he, he's been through it, so it's, it's really easy to, to talk to him about that stuff. Well, less than a year ago, you were drafted by the Mariners, and, and all you guys have a story to tell about draft day. What was yours like? What did it mean to you, and what did it mean to your family? Uh, it was pretty uh, – it was eventful. Um, obviously, uh, there was a couple hours of waiting um, for that day. So I just went home. It was just me and my parents. But, um, you know, we just kind of had gotten ready. You know, never – wasn't 100% sure I was going to go, but um, had an idea. And then talked to, you know, Ty, who's our region scout. And, um, you know, we just – I knew they were interested, but, you know, they finally gave me a call, and uh, they were the first team that had called me, and I was just more than excited to, um, to you know, to, to get started. And uh, it was definitely stressful, but just to be there with my parents, uh, it was super fun. It was a great day. Final moments with James Parker. So it really seems like, certainly over the last three weeks, the nine-game winning streak, all you guys have come together as a team. Uh, how much have you enjoyed being a part of this ball club? Oh, it's been fun. You know, like I said, we all we all get along well. Um, and like you said, we've definitely come together and started playing better baseball. Um, and I just think that's just us getting used to playing with each other and uh, starting to play for each other a little bit. Um, but it's been fun. You know, we're having a lot of fun right now. All right, game three of this series, Aqua Sox and the Indians. James, thanks for being our guest. Thank you. I appreciate you. That's Aqua Sox midfielder James Parker. We'll have more right after this. Our guest on the pregame show, Aqua Sox infielder, I guess right now designated hitter, Mike Salvatore, ninth rounder out of Florida State back in 2019. And pretty good numbers so far, uh, hitting five straight now with four home runs over the stretch, the two-home run game last night. Congratulations. Uh, how does it feel to be swinging it so well? Uh, it feels Honestly, it just feels good to be back playing. It's been a while, and uh, it's just icing on top when you're seeing the ball well and I think just the combination of all things just feels really good to be back and be playing again. Well, you were on the Aqua Sox uh, opening day roster in that first series in Hillsboro. You got into three games. I know you had the elbow injury. Kind of take us through what how it happened and, and what's the recovery been like? Yeah, so like you said, I was the third or fourth game, um, and I kind of threw out my arm, and it was a long recovery process. I kind of Went through it trying to rehab it without surgery at first and didn't work. Still was having some issues, so I ended up getting Tommy John. And it's actually a couple days ago was 10 months to the date. So it's been a long, over a year. Uh, it's been a long process, but had a great group back down in Arizona, and I feel really good, so happy about that. Well, congratulations on that, and, and so certainly with all the resources that you have in the Mariners organization, the staff, the coaches, the trainers, the medical staff, uh, how have they helped you? Uh, with everything. Mentally, I think mentally it's a big grind, too, going through rehab, wanting to play and just not being able to, but just overall with the hands-on stuff with the uh, ligament itself, um, recommendations for who I got the surgery from and just kind of throughout the whole process to lead me back to being able to play again. Our guest is Aqua Sox designated hitter Mike Salvatore. So you certainly had a unique journey getting here. Uh, drafted in 2019, go to Loway, West Virginia, then the COVID year in 2020, and then you pretty much missed all of last season. Uh, how much hard work has it taken for you to get where you are right here right now? A lot. Um, yeah, a lot of hard work 
physically and also mentally just staying um, on pace uh, to get back and get healthy and just kind of not let any of it affect how I am I'm here now and I try not to look at anything that could have should have would have been and just my feet are where I'm at now and I just trust all the work I put in and the people around me and everything usually works itself out well, you're, you're a shortstop by trade, we saw, and uh, 10 months to the day almost uh, uh, from the surgery. So we're going to see you uh, take the field anytime soon. I think I'm actually able to, when we get back after this away stretch, to play first base okay. and then slowly work around the infield. But hopefully soon, yes, first base. Got to be nice to uh, uh, come in full circle every once in a while. You see some former Seminole teammates around. You got Robbie Martin uh, out there in the outfield for Spokane, and uh, a guy we had in 2018, Cal Raleigh, now getting regular playing time in the big leagues with the Mariners. Uh, how cool is it to see Cal Raleigh get playing time every day in the big leagues? It's awesome. He's such a good dude, and uh, he always was. We were close in college, and we still keep in touch pretty frequently. I'm actually swinging his bat right now. So, <laughs> so yeah. So me, yeah. Cal's an awesome dude. So it's awesome to see that. Well, this Aqua Sox club seems like there's a lot of good chemistry and camaraderie, and you're kind of getting assimilated now into the culture here. I, 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 how much have you enjoyed just being a part of this team? That, I, that's the biggest thing is just the team has been awesome, the coaches, everything, and just the atmosphere overall, just being back in baseball uniform, being out with the guys, and just literally every day just back to baseball. I mean, it's the best. That's what you play the game for. All right, game four of the six-game series. Mike, thanks so much for being our guest. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Aqua Sox designated hitter Mike Salvatore. We'll have more right after this. Welcome back to the Everett Aqua Sox pregame show presented by Tulalip Resort and Casino. Time to get to know one of our newest Aqua Sox members, Ty Duval catcher for the Aqua Sox joining us right now. And Ty, first and foremost, before we go any further, we're going to make you play 100 questions. I need a number between 1 and 100 to find out what your first question is. Okay. Seven. Seven. And you told me earlier, high school jersey, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the high, the high school jersey number. Here we go. Speaking of jerseys, what is your favorite jersey of all time? High school, pro, college, whatever you want to choose. Favorite jersey. You can either choose based on allegiances or just the fact that you like the colors. Okay. What would it be? Okay. Um, favorite of all time. That's tough. Um, I, I, I like to go with our green uniforms that we had at Vanderbilt. You know, we, we, we wore them on Sundays only. They were green. They were kind of, when Corbs unveiled them to us, we were like, Army green? Really? Like, how's this going to work? But he ended up incorporating all like, all the colors into it and ended up being really cool. So I probably have to go, go with that one as my favorite. So you went from not liking the jersey at all when you first saw it to being your favorite of all time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we, 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 when we first when we first got heard the idea of Army green, like, because Army green doesn't really go with Vanderbilt colors, so we were kind of confused. But, you know, we, we ended up infusing it all together and kind of seeing the final product. Yeah, I definitely ended up being our favorite. Yeah, we might have to look that one up online later on. Well, let's talk a little bit about baseball first. And, and since you brought Vanderbilt up, let's talk about that. You were a Commodore. Yeah. Great baseball program. In fact, I think you were 22 and one as a starter your junior year. Right, yes. Tell me a little bit about the experience there and what it was like to play for the the, uh, the Vandy team. Yeah, I mean, it, it was awesome. I mean, I, I could go on forever um, t talking about Vanderbilt, but um, great group of guys and it's, it's just the bond you build with those guys is, is awesome and I'm sure it's everywhere. It's that way with everywhere with college baseball because you're doing absolutely everything with those guys so you end up building a really good relationship, but playing for Coach Corbin was an, was an absolute honor. Learned so much from him and I think he really, um, really got me prepared 
for this next level, which um, I'm very happy to be at. And uh, yeah, enjoy my love my time at Vanderbilt. Still keep up with, still keep in touch with a lot of those guys. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a great experience. So you had an interesting year. You get drafted in 2019 by the Oakland Athletics. You still have one more year of eligibility. You elect to go back. I would presume to think that maybe you could elevate your your draft stock. And then COVID happens. Right. You don't really get much of a season. And then the, the draft is shortened, so you get to sign wherever you wanted. And you came to the Mariners. So take us through that process. And what was it about Seattle? Yeah. Well, yeah. Get, getting drafted by Oakland in 2019. Um, I. I just had, a, had like a weird feeling about it. I didn't feel like I was ready to, ready to go off and play professional baseball yet. I feel like I needed to do some more things at Vanderbilt first. Um, going back for my senior year, kind of it was kind of a gamble. Wasn't really sure if I was going to get drafted or not, being a little bit older or whatnot. But yeah, then then COVID happened. And it ended up being you know kind of uh, ended up kind of being like college recruiting all over again. You know where I was kind of looking at organizations and seeing what they had at the catching spot and seeing what I liked about the organization, what they stood for, and things like that. And the Mariners stepped up right to the plate and crushed it. You know I I, I love their message to the players and you know what they're trying to do from development standpoint. Standpoint. So it, it, it was a perfect match for me. Uh, and then, uh, once they, once they, I can't believe I said. Once they offered me, yeah, I was, I was like, hell yeah, I'm in. Let's, let's I, I can't wait to be a Mariner. So yeah, it was, it was a really cool experience. But yeah, glad I ended up here. No, oh, and we're glad to have you. Now you're going through the uh, the process here. You played at Modesto last year. You batted 230. You start off there again this year. You bat 274. Not only that, not only did you raise your batting average, was looking at the strikeout rate, and you really improved on that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. What was the biggest difference from last season to this season? for you so far? Yeah, um, going into the offseason, I, I did a lot more challenging ch challenging type things to get myself ready ready for the season. Um, and, and, and that includes like, you know, facing the facing machine where I don't really know what's coming and I was really uncomfortable a lot of the times and a lot of my training didn't look very pretty, but it kind of, it, it helped me prepare for what I was going to face this year. And I also, another thing I've, I, I'm, I'm big into the, the virtual reality. Um, that's kind of kind of some free advertising for them. I, I got like, I got a little app on there where I can face some pitchers and I can go in there and, and see some pitches before the game and kind of get myself, get my eyes ready to, for, for what I'm going to see tonight. So it, that's been really helpful for sure. I, mean, I made some physical adjustments swing wise too, but uh, it, it really it all boils it boils down to preparation and being and being confident in your preparation for sure. And as far as being behind the plate, uh, you come to a new team, but really we say a new team. Mm -hmm. You played with a lot of these guys in Modesto, right. and I would imagine even in Arizona during the offseason. Correct. Yeah, definitely a lot of familiar faces. Good to be back with these guys, um, it's, it's, and especially a year later. You know, getting to see how much better they've gotten over the offseason, and getting to see all the work we put in last year, getting to see the see, see the fruits of that pay off. And yeah, like I said, it's good to be back with them this year. Yeah, and then on Sunday you get the start in Spokane, mm -hmm. a double, a home run, two for three on the uh, the day. Yeah. Got to be a nice little uh, pick-me-up for you coming up from the low A to the high A to get that game under your belt, too. Yeah, definitely. You know, there, there's always some jitters playing with a new team. E even even though I knew a lot of the guys on the team, you know, there's, you, you still want to prove yourself. You still want to, you know, have a little bit of success to prove that you belong there. So it was kind of nice to have a little coming out party and, and you know, especially hit a home run in the first of bat. That was a lot of fun. I can imagine. And you've got Charlie Wel Welsh here. You've got Andy Thomas. How is that meshing for you guys? Do the three of you get along pretty well? Is it easy to work with that group? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the, Charlie and Andy, they're both great, great guys. Um, I, I think we get the best out of each other. Um, it's, it's definitely friendly, obviously competitive, but I, I, I think we got a good thing going with the three of us. I did want to ask you too, you grew up in Lebanon, uh, Ohio, right outside of Cincinnati. So Cincinnati Reds fan? Absolutely. Yeah. Big red machine. Yeah. I mean, obviously that was before my time, but yeah, that's what I grew up, you know, Pete Rose, all those guys, you know, my dad telling me stories about him. So yeah, I grew up a Reds fan. Not anymore though, obviously. Well, and of <laughs> course, being up here in the Pacific Northwest, one of the guys who grew up in that area, 
Ken Griffey Jr., uh, right. did you grow up a, a junior fan? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely did. Uh, unfortunately, when he came over to Cincinnati, he played, was plagued with some injuries and stuff like that, and, and it really didn't end up, be, end up being what we what we wanted. You know, I, mean, I don't really have a whole lot of memories, but I remember him hitting, hitting, his, hitting his home run on, on Father's Day. I remember having that moment with my dad, even though I didn't hit the home run, but it was really cool growing up watching him play and, you know, obviously, you know, reuniting with the, with the Mariners in my career. It's been pretty cool. Well, and then Winker and then Suarez, was that a nice uh, move to see? And yeah. yeah, that was really cool. And, and what, what ended up happening is, and, and, and later in spring training, the Mariners played against the uh, against the Reds for the. It was, I think it was the final spring training game of the year, and it was cool to see some of my some of my heroes kind of have a little reunion in center field with Votto <laughs> and Suarez and Winker and all this, and Hamilton too, because he was he was a Red there for a little bit. Um, seeing all those guys come together was definitely really cool. Yeah, we definitely forget sometimes that you guys are young players, but you're also fans of the game. So it had to be a really nice experience for you. For sure, definitely, definitely, and, ju and just seeing how those guys interact with each other, you know, because you watch them on TV all the time, but then you, you see them get in the outfield and they're just goofed around with each other, just like old, just like old buddies. So it's pretty cool to see that. It's what baseball is all about right there. Sure. Ty Duvall, welcome to the Everett Aqua Sox organization. Continued success, and we hope to see a lot more of you on the field. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Welcome back to the Tulalip Casino, Everett Aquasox pregame show. And joining us right now, Victor Labrada. We've got a little hand from Dariel Gomez, too, who's going to interpret for us. Victor, first of all, we need a number between 1 and 100 to get this interview started. Dariel, can you ask him for a number here? Of course. Okay, call the number between 1 and 100. 68. 68. Oh, he tricked me there. Okay. Show me, show me for a loop. Most boring sport to watch. El deporte más aburrido para ti, para que detuve. El hockey sobre hielo. It's hockey. Hockey? You don't like hockey? No. Well, what is it about hockey that Victor doesn't like? Que por qué no te gusta el hockey? Porque no sé, lo siento aburrido, no le encuentro sentido. He said he doesn't like. He just like bored and like <laughs> makes him boring. Okay, he like he likes this. Plenty of action. Apparently, just not enough scoring, right? Yeah. Well, Victor, let's ask you some stuff about baseball. First of all, you came over from Cuba a few years ago. You established yourself in Dominican Republic. What has the journey been like for you? And I guess I'm always kind of curious, where are you nowadays? Where do you reside when the season's not going on? Que tú viniste de Cuba y estaba en Dominicana. ¿Cómo ha sido el camino para ti? Y que el curioso, ¿dónde tú vives en el off-season? El camino ha sido, no ha sido fácil, pero... ¿Sabes? Siempre en la vida uno torna las cosas negativas a hacerlas positivas. Cuando se acaba la temporada yo vivo en Florida, en Coral Spring, ahí me mantengo en la temporada. Y nada. He says it hasn't been an easy road, but like, you know, he always trying to make positive things out of negative, negative things. And like, you know, it hasn't been easy, like a lot of like tough work coming out from another country, but he's been like really blessed that he like got out of there and like he's living out his dream. And he says that in the off season he lives in Florida in Coral Springs. Coral Springs. And you have family up in, you have your sister in New Jersey, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. My sister in New Jersey and a couple cousins in Florida too. Okay, so he's got cousins in Florida, sister in New Jersey. Favorite thing about the United States outside of baseball so far? La cosa más favorita de Estados Unidos fuera de pelota. Uh, he says the food. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I've, I've seen you order some food after games. I know you like some of the cuisine, right? F favorite place to eat? Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> no and We don't need a translation on that one. Applebee's all the way. Why the Seattle Mariners? You had options between who you could sign for. Why did you sign with this particular organization? You had offers from other teams to film, and if you had, why did you film with Seattle? Yes, there were... Otras diferentes ofertas, pero 
esta fue como la última y se comentó que era un buen equipo para poder jugar mi tipo de juego y decidimos por esta. He says he has like a couple, lot of like offers, but this was like this was was like one of the last ones, and like he got told by his agent that it was this was a good organization for like younger players to move up, so that's why he chose this one. Definitely, and I got to ask about the speed too, Victor Labrada. Have you always been fast? Si tú siempre has sido rápido. Toda la vida. Always, <laughs> always been a speedster. <laughs> I've got to think you must love playing out in center field. You get to cover so much ground out there. It seems like whenever a ball's hit to left or right, sometimes the other outfielders just kind of expect you to get it, don't they? Que a veces el te visto jugando center field y eso, y que a veces tú cobras mucho terreno, y que a veces otros outfielders creen que tú le puedes llegar a todo, y por eso no le caen atrás la bola. Bueno, nada, yo creo que eso se debe a que me gusta jugar fuerte del béisbol, me gusta jugar lo duro, y a veces pienso que. Todo lo puedo abarcar, pero siempre estoy observando y mirando a mi compañero. Si él tiene más chance que yo, pues le dejo la bola. Pero siempre estoy activo, siempre estoy atento. He says he always play hard and like since he's fast, like he try to cover like the most ground that he can. But he's always like watching if another outfielder can get to the ball, like you know he will let him catch it. But he's always like playing hard and trying to catch every single ball until like somebody else just like call him out. Yeah, we certainly like watching him not only catch the balls, but also sprinting back in to the dugout after he catches them often. Talk a little bit about hitting and what you've been working on over the course of the last couple of years. It seems like you're making a lot more contact over the last couple of weeks. Noticing your walks are down, but your hits are up. Que al no un poquito más de bateo, que todo está trabajando, que se ha visto como que está poniendo más bola en juego la última semana, que ha estado trabajando y eso. Nada, he estado trabajando en... Simples cosas, a veces uno como bateador se mete en la mente cosas que no, que no tienen sentido y a veces la respuesta está en cosas simples. Solo estoy trabajando en mirar un poco más la ola y estar a tiempo. Eso es lo que estamos trabajando. He he has been focusing more on like little things, like small, simple things, like, you know, put, putting the ball in play more, like watch the ball come out of the pitcher's hand, like earlier. Sometimes we as a hitters like, like to make like big adjustments when like sometimes the answer to our, like our issues and like a slump is like trying to like simplify everything. Definitely. Victor Labrada as well as Dario Gomez helping us out here. Did want to ask uh, one final question here. First of all, Victor, for you, a chance to say something to the Everett community. You've been here for a couple of seasons now. Uh, what, have, what have you liked best about playing in front of the folks in Everett? Si le puedes decir algo a la comunidad de Everett, que es tu segundo año aquí, ¿qué te ha gustado más de jugar en frente de la fanática de allá? Bueno, yo he estado muy contento con la fanática. Tenemos un buen público, las personas son de muy bien agrado, me gusta la comunidad y... Nada, que sigan así, que sigan trabajando duro, que están haciendo un buen trabajo. He says that he has, to, he has like, like playing in front of the Everett fans, like they are very supportive, like they always come to the field, and he has feel like very comfortable playing in front of them. He just like encourages, encourages them to like keep coming to watch us play. Okay, final question for both of you. Daryl, I should have asked you this at the beginning. You're a big sports guy. You and I have talked about it before. What's your most boring sport to watch? Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> that was really quick. Yeah, that was quick. I don't like soccer a lot. Doesn't like soccer. And also, Victor, I guess I should have asked because people are going to want to know, favorite meal at Applebee's? There we go. He likes his dessert. <laughs> and the boneless wings, too. And the boneless wings, too. Dario Gomez, Victor Labrada, thank you very much for your time. Best of luck to you. Thank you. A one hopper to Marte. They're going to say that, there we go, a nice play there. Marte fields it on a quick hop. It was a short hop. Marte picks it up. He short hopped it over to Gomez, who fielded on one hop himself. Runner goes on this play. The ball right down the middle. The throw down to second. And it is in time! They got him out! Charlie Welsh 
guns down Castillo. This one high into the air. Actually, shallow center field. This one might be difficult. Coming in and making a sliding catch is Labrada. Nicely done. Pitch to Casser. Ground ball off the leg of Johnson, but it's going to roll right over to first base. And right there is Daryl Gomez to pick it off and steps on the bag. Strike one pitch is hit on the ground with a hole at short. Parker has it long throw to first. It pulled Gomez off the bag, but he slaps the tag on day going by. What a play on both ends. He stretched it a 1-1 pitch. From Peyton Alford is a breaking ball. Hit off the glove of Alford. Runs to first. Underhand toss to first. Is in time. What a play. Hunter ready. The right-hander is 0-2. Pitch is strike three. Called across the inside corner. And the Frogs have done it. Nine straight wins. Pitch swinging a line drive. One hybrid flag down at third base by Barr. Gets to his feet. Long throw to first is in time. Nice play by Cole Barr. Trevella ready and delivers the pitch. Swinging a bouncing ball to first. Beyond the reach of Gomez. It's picked off there by Parker who throws to first to the pitcher. Curvello covering 4-1 to one on the foot out. What a dynamite play. And the Poderis ground ball to third. Flagged down nicely by James Parker. Sets his feet and throws him out. Nice play by Parker. Pistol Feta. Fastball is hit back up the middle. Backhanded by Lady behind the bag. It's second. The throw to first is in time. And that was a dynamite play. Breaking ball swung on. Popped up. Shallow center field. That's trouble. That is going to land in for a base hit. And now going to third base is Casser. The throw down there. It's going to be in time. They got him. Hunter delivers a fastball lined in the left field. Coming on to make a diving catch is Brent Tinglestad. What a play. Oh, what a grab by Tinglestad. Back, back, back. Moonshots. Slug. And honest waiting Yuma. Way back there. 2-1 pitch. Swing a high fly ball. Hit the deep right center. Back goes Adams and Knowles to the wall. It's gone. Thomas, a two-run home run. Two-one pitches, swung on a high fly ball, hit the deep right field. Peabody to the track at the fence, and it's gone. Dario Gomez, he just did get it out. Three-two pitch, swing a high fly ball, deep right center. Did he get it? Way back goes Rivas, and it's gone. Victor Labrada pounds his chest as he rounds second base. Running around the bases. Labrada has belted his fifth home run. 3-2 pitch to Welch. Swung on a drive to deep left field. That's a way, way back and gone. Charlie Welch, a three-run home run. Justin Levy, first pitch here in the sixth inning. He drills off the auxiliary scoreboard in left field. And for Levy, his third home run.